welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. The reason the Holy Ghost came was because the church must be birthed. Actually, it was the coming of the Holy Spirit that birthed the New Testament church. And therefore, I still want to continue my teaching on the competent church worker. It is not okay, it's in, in, inappropriate for a Christian not to serve God. But in serving God, God has his own terms of, of dealings. And uh, uh, if you want to work for God, you have to be very attentive to what he likes, not what you want to do. So, so far we have looked at growth in different ways. We've looked at growing in your relationship with God. We've looked at growing in your relationship with yourself. We've looked at growing in your relationship with your family. We have looked at growing in your relationship with your pastor and church leaders. And we looked at growing in relationship with the church last week. Today, I want to continue by number seven. Growing, number six, growing in relationship with the world. Growing in relationship with the world. As a church worker. You must relate well with the world in order to avoid misinterpreting the world. The way we relate with the world is crucial to our Christian living. We cannot avoid the world. When the Bible says that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That world is talking about the creation of God. The creation, man, the things God created. God loves that so much that he couldn't watch it just get perished. So he sent his only begotten son to save mankind because mankind has been given as a custody, like man is the custody of creation. But if man is corrupted, creation will be corrupted. The world will be corrupted. If, if a politician is corrupted, what he's coming to oversee, he will work it into corruption. So man had fallen short of the glory of God. You and I have fallen short of the glory of God. We had no relationship with God again. But God wanted to restore the relationship so that we can return to our God class. We can return to the mindset of the one who created the world so that we can influence the world in, in the same way God would have loved to influence it. A Christian who does not grow in good relationship with the world will miss out on destiny because destiny is incomplete without your world. 
Your destiny is incomplete without your wealth. That is why you have to grow well in your relationship with the world. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about us being the salt of the earth. Look for that scripture for me. As being the salt of the earth. Of the earth. That means our relevance is seen when we are released into the world. But many of us have not grown in relationship with the world. We are not growing. No, we are the salt of the world. Okay. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, where shall it be salted? My main point is that you are the salt of the earth. It tells you that <laughs> your saltiness is for the earth. It's not for the shelf. You cannot, you, you, you cannot live your life without an interaction with the world. Else we cannot influence the world with the principles of Christ. Anybody you don't have a relationship with, you cannot influence. Anybody you don't have a fellowship, a connection with, you cannot influence because you cannot communicate with the person. The community this church has been brought into has become our first world. And we must relate well with the people in this community. We must have a very good relationship with every single neighbor of this house, of this community. Every single neighbor, every single person. If you are walking on the street, and you meet anybody in this community, smile and greet. Because you may never know who you are meeting. He may be the next church member. He may be somebody who is considering visiting the church. He may be somebody considering joining the church. And since we came into this area, at least 10 people from the area have joined the church. And more will be coming, trickling in, here and there. If we don't relate well with our community. Yesterday, I was at home. I was very tired after miracle hour all night. Funeral, got home, lay down, trying to sleep. I couldn't sleep. And then a pastor friend called me that. He just realized that his brother stays very close to our church. Because he came to visit him. He has bought a house around. So when he came to visit, then he saw our signboard. And in fact, he saw the signboard just here. And he took a picture. So the brother's house is two houses from the signboard. And they just moved into the area two weeks ago and had seen the signboard but haven't visited. So per the fact that he has come to see the place and I came here to meet him. He came to look at what we are doing. And then he said, the wife of the brother said, he'll be coming here with the children. Your communication with the world is very important. If you always judge the world, you can never influence the world. Do not love the world means do not love the systems of the world, but not the people. You have to love the people. For God loves sinners. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Because some of you, if your brother became a Muslim, you still love him. 
If your brother became Hare Krishna, you will still love him. My big sister is a Hindu. I still love her. But if it is somebody else, you think they are demonic. The people can easily convert if we relate with them well. If you relate with the world well, we can win them. God had to show the world that he truly loved the world. So he took his only begotten son and sacrificed for the world. It meant so much to even, even, even the soldiers that crucified Christ. When, God, when Christ died on the cross and there was darkness and lightning, they said, ah, truly, you are the son of God. How we relate with our world is very important because it can take a pagan to bring your promotion. It can take a pagan. In fact, Pharaoh was not a Christian. But Pharaoh was the one that promoted Joseph. Please, are you here? Yes. Pharaoh was not a, a Christian. Potiphar was not a Jewish. The king Daniel served was not a Christian. God can give you a boss who is not a Christian. Don't think it's a bad environment. That is why you are the salt of the earth. That's why God is putting you there. Not to get corrupted with their systems, but go there and shine forth as a lovely, happy, responsible, diligent, respective or respecting Christian. A strong believer who is nice. That is what Jesus came to do for us. We have to relate with our world well. The community that this church has come is is waiting to smell our aroma of love, of care, of concern, and of, of, and, and, and of courtesy. Many Christians are very uncourteous. Many Christians are very disrespectful. Many Christians are very ungrateful. Many of us. And that can cost you being promoted in life. We, we have the notion that without man, you are, can make it. It's not true. It's not true. Most of us are working in corporate wells. And our bosses, our managers are not Christians. And they are the people to sign your promotion letter. So if you don't relate well with the unbeliever, we have to relate well. That's why Jesus related well with the sinners in his world. He didn't relate with them to do what they are doing, but he related with them to show them that there is a peace beyond what they are experiencing that they have to experience. Which unbeliever is experiencing your life and has begun desiring to be like you. We have to, as a church, if you want to be a competent church worker, you have to relate well with your world. You must grow in relationship with your world. You must be community conscious. We have to be community conscious. When we were at the other side, I had a lot of complaints that some of you, when you are walking and you meet people, you don't even greet them. I want, to, I want us to develop a very good community 
consciousness, community consciousness, being kind to people, being conscious of the community we have come in. When even you are driving on the, in the community, drive responsibly so that you don't incur the wrath of a neighbor. You know how drivers can behave. Then it becomes, ah, no, no, no. Even when you are driving out, wait for the security people to direct you and be patient. If you go buying anything from any shop, be mindful that is a kind of evangelism. We must project a good image of Christ through the church to the community and our world. We must not run away from the world. That's why I've started strong prayers that God should raise national leaders from this house, politicians from this house, um, um, social uh, 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 empowerment organizations, leaders must rise up from this house. Because our world is where the light of Christ can shine for the glory of the Lord to be seen. We must help ourselves by being conscious of the needs of the community. We must help ourselves. Our relationship with people is my biggest heart desire for the church. That the, the, the community will love this church. And see this church as their church, the community church, that we will name their children, that we will bury their dead, that we will be there for them. We will train the youth. When they move in into this community, if even the parents don't want to come, in fact, their children should come. They should see this church as a reformation for many of their children. And that will be dependent on whether we have a consciousness for the community. Whether we want to win all the houses around us. When we win all the houses around us, people will walk to church. In fact, today when I was coming, God showed me another community that we should go for evangelism. There are so many communities around us and we cannot be in our own small corner. We have to be conscious. You must grow to become an uncle, a church uncle. The way the children call me, church uncle. The, 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 the church uncle in the community. Yes. If you live in the community, you must be so nice that out of your niceness, you can introduce your church to the people. Why? Why do you think that marketers are trained to be very nice? Have you seen, has anybody come to market a product to you before? Yeah, they are very nice. Because something must open a door into the heart of the buyer. You must warm yourself. We must warm ourselves into the heart of the community. The early church, God gave them favor. Before the people, look for the scripture. Acts chapter 2. God gave them favor and God added to the church daily. The community must accept us, else they won't come to church. And how would they accept us if they don't feel us? You know, when somebody loves you, you know. 
when somebody hates you, you know. When you have an interaction with somebody and the person hates you, you know. The same way as we exist here, the heart of the people are beginning to discern whether this is a place they can call their family. A church is a family. A church is a family. Let us not betray the family conduct, the family code of this house. This church must grow. It can only grow. Church grows based on the family spirit. Family spirit. It must be in your mind that this is your big spiritual family. And how do we become a family to the community if we don't grow in relationship with the community? We must reach out to the community. He said, praising God and having favor with all the people. May we have favor with all the people. Yeah, not some of the people. May we have favor with the great, the low, the young, the old, the wealthy, the poor, whatever. May we have favor with every people, every class of people in this community. In the name of Jesus. We must reach out to the community. We must reflect a good image of Christ through this church. The community must see Christ. The community must see a vibrant church. The community must see a group of faithful people who are not just working for the Lord, but who appreciate God so much, who understands Christianity so much, who have accepted that Christ, his church, his principles, his kingdom is vital to their lives. That is the only way we can serve as competent church workers. Competent, excellent, fruitful, exciting. A competent church worker will live a life that will cause the community to fall in love with the church. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a children's party for the community this year. A big children's party for the community at the sports stadium. Big one. A budget around 30,000 will do. Do it. Invite all the children. Come and have fun. Community Children's Day. Community Youth Day. They will do a party for all mothers on Mother's Day from next year going in the community. We, we must, I, I don't think about individuals. Yes, God, God, when God is thinking, he's thinking about tribes. He's thinking about communities. He's thinking about nations. He says, through you shall all the families of this world be blessed. Yeah. The image you portray to the community must be that of a true servant of God. Number seven, let me do number seven for today. Growing in relationship with the word of God as a competent church worker. It was yesterday I realized that I'm not reading the Bible enough this year. I realized I'm, I'm just capturing about 10 to 15 chapters a week. And that is very low. So I had to reschedule my activities to catch up with at least 
25 to 30 chapters a week. Because the more the word of God does not enter into you, the more you will behave anyhow. The more you will not see the work of God, the more you will not see the essence of working for God, the more you will not see the essence of living for God, the more you will not see the essence of of doing the will of God. The more the word of God does not enter into you, the more you are free to live anyhow. So I said, ah, me, I'm doing 10 chapters and 15 chapters a week. What is wrong with me? So after, then I realized that, no, at least I do 25 chapters to 30 chapters a week. Quata, 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 quata. So what am I doing 10 to 15? What am I doing that is taking my time? So I sat down and I realized that this, 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 reduce this time, reduce this time, reduce this time, reduce this time. Now increase the time for morning devotion with the children. So I did a lot of adjustment. You have to grow in relationship with the word of God. That is your best friend. That is your best friend. The word of God is not just letters. It's a being, and that is Christ Jesus. The word is a being. It's a person. So the more you don't know more about him, the more you go away from him. Yes, and that is dangerous for you as a church worker. Yes, it's very dangerous. You see that if you don't take the word of God, the Lord serious. You will enter into a state of coldness and you see that you disconnect from Christ, disconnect from your pastor, disconnect from the church, disconnect from the things of Christ and you will just be there. Just be there. If you don't come to church, you don't care. If you have to respond to duty, you don't care. Today when I woke up, I told my wife, I don't feel like coming to church, but I must come to church. (laughs) And she was looking at me, I said... I said, I had too many visions in the night. And I don't think I slept. I don't feel like coming to church. My feelings is like, stay home, get hot coffee, fry some eggs, eat bread. Wouldn't it be nice? Eat bread. Take a drive to Ebri and sit by Hubri. Just watch their faces. Take some tilapia, drive back home. I don't owe anybody. I felt like not coming to church, but I had to come to church. I had to. It's not a compulsion, but it's a call to duty and it's a sense of who you are. I can count the number of days I've not been in church when I became a Christian. Maybe I can count. It will be less than 0.5% of Sundays. Less than that. Because the word of God being taught is actually that which builds you. Yes. What is being taught, how is being taught, what is being broken down to you from what you are reading on your own. It takes... The, the delivery of the word of the Lord. So we have to grow in relationship with the word. Else it will cost you. It will cost you a life you cannot bear. Because God's word will never lead you astray. It will lead you on point. So why don't you know the word? 
Why don't you know? But you know Big Brother Africa. Who won? Who is there? Who is doing all those foolish things? You know. How does it add up to your life? It doesn't. It just fits your social sense of entertainment. It just fits it. But it doesn't build you. It doesn't add up to you. The word of God, when we grow in relationship with the word of the Lord, we will know what to do at all times. When even you feel down, you will know what to do. When you feel disappointed, you will know what to do. When the word of the Lord grows in you. A church worker that is growing in, the, in relationship with the word of the Lord will make the work of God very easy. You will now become a minister of God because you are not just working, but you are ministering based on an understanding of scripture. The word of the Lord is the instrument of change that God applies to our lives. If you have to change, it's the word of the Lord. It's not anointing oil. If you have to change, it's the word of the Lord. If you have to be reformed, it's the word of the Lord. If you have to grow, it's the word of the Lord. If you have to restructure, it's the word of the Lord. It's an instrument of change. Impartation does not bring growth. Impartation does not bring growth. Anointing oil does not bring growth. Anointing oil does not bring maturity. Miracles don't bring growth. No. It's the word of the Lord. The woman at the well, it was after her interaction with the word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the hmm, the thing exploded. She was transformed. When you keep hearing the word of the Lord, eh, some way, somehow, you'll be transformed. So you have to grow in the word, what has God told you in his word? Not what you heard on social media. Not when, what you heard, no. What has God told you? What is, what word of God is driving your life? God makes sure that he highlights a portion of his word on everybody. That's why your destiny is different from my destiny. Because there is a portion of God's word that is stronger on your life. You have to know it. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. He said, but we will continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word of the Lord. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word of the Lord. This is the apostle speaking. They wanted others to serve tables and all that so that they can understand their Bible. Today I'm going to preach on something that I want to see more people working for God in the church. Else the work of God will not progress. The progress of the work of God is based on the ministry of the word. The work of God depends on the word of God. So if the pastor, the apostle, is not having time to study the Bible, that is why maybe very soon I have to quit Cocoa Boy and come and stay with you for longer. 
doesn't mean that now I don't study. I'm telling you, I study the Bible not less than 25 to 30 chapters a week. Okay, but because I work, some of the times I should have used for waiting and all that, I'll be talking to patients and they'll be annoying me and all that. But <laughs> so it got to a time the apostles realized that the work had become plenty and they were serving tables. There was too much chaos. So they selected some people who were filled with the spirit. So working for God is not like me ye keke. No, no, no. You, they, they took time. I don't have time to go through that, but I just keep here. Keep to this. You have to grow with the word of the Lord. Grow in the word of the Lord. Let the word of the Lord be vital in your life. Have morning devotions. A lot of families don't do morning devotions again. I can say that out of 10 families, today 10 families, only one or two still have kept the culture of morning devotion. So our children are growing without any essence of having a relationship with the word of the Lord. Parents, we must be responsible. We must rise up to the relationship we are building with the word of the Lord. The increase of the word of God in you will be the increase in the church. If the word of the Lord increases in us, automatically it will increase the quality of the work we are doing here. Yes, the quality of music, the quality of service, the quality of whatever is, the quality of prayer. Sometimes we, we, you leave prayer and I'm wondering where you got the prayer topic from. Because the prayer must come from scripture. As you are praying, the scriptures must be dug out. The scriptures must be spilling off your words. The songs we are singing are they scriptural? Because we don't grow with the word. We don't grow with the, there is no day you go and criticize a man of God and I'll clap for you. No. Because when the word of the Lord grows in you, eh, there are things that you know that is a no-go area. Let's grow with the word. Let's grow. Let's, let's grow in relationship with God, what God is saying. Not just what he's saying that you think you are hearing, but what you have read. Are you reading the Bible? I've started a whole study on the parables of Jesus. Studying it again. Studying it to understand the parables of Jesus. You can't finish studying the Bible, no. The same thing you read last year. Read it again. A new message will come. We have to grow in knowing the Bible. Studying the Bible, reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. It's difficult reading the Bible. I said it's difficult. It's very, very difficult because it's like when you finish reading, nobody's come to give you $1,000 for reading. Do you owe anyone? I'm not a pastor. Why should I read the Bible? Study the Bible for personal edification and not social media advertisement. Study the Bible for personal edification. When I take the Bible I'm studying, I'm not thinking about a sermon. I'm thinking about what God is telling me. Yeah. What God is telling me about what he's saying. Study the Bible. 
The devil will work throughout the night, but when you wake up in the morning, you to do your own. Study the Bible. Get to know the Bible. Get to know the Bible. Because your prayer life will be empty. Your kingdom work will be empty without the Bible. Yes, it will be empty. Please, are you here? Grow in relationship with the Bible. I, 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 I told somebody that I am not a politician. I wish I become, I want to become a politician so that people will like me. Because I realize that I don't know how to decorate words. I say it as it is. If you don't grow in relationship with the word of the Lord, you are nothing before the Lord. Because what attracts God to any circumstance is whether his word is there. Growing in God's word is critical. One day I was defending a Christian lady on a marital issue. And I was praying about it and God showed me the lifestyle of the lady. Then I said, ah, so why am I worrying myself? The problem we have in the church is that our sisters, they will go and take a man they know that is worldly and is not spiritual. Then when they get married, they will change. They, the girls know, they will actually change. And then they also expect the man to also change. Listen to me. It, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You bargain for what you take. You take what you bargain for. So what is in you will be seen around you. Don't worry. Cover it. You will see. From your choices, it will show. And so how will you get the right mindset, the right spirit, the right understanding about life so that you don't miss out on your decisions? Is by injecting yourself and reframing yourself with the word of the law. With the word of the law. With the word of the law. With the word, let the word of the Lord enter into you, else one day it will betray you. We, you will betray yourself that you are empty. That you are empty. The message is hard. But let the word of the Lord enter into you. When I realized I was reading 10 chapters to 15 chapters a day, I felt like I've sinned. Like, I felt I have backslided. How can I be reading 10 to 15 chapters a week? What am I doing? How am I too busy not to study the Bible? So I revised my activities. There are certain calls I will not pick. Even the course, Christ doesn't come. There are certain, yeah, not. Because until the word frames you up, you allow the devil to make a mess out of you. Because the word is what will build you. Yeah, the word is what will build you. The word of God is what will build I'm sure many of us did not read the word of God this week. I'm very sure. You didn't open your Bible this week. You woke up, went to work, came back, slept, woke up, went to work, listened to something on Facebook and shouted, amen, fire, fire, fire. That is not... That is, that, that is, you see, 
And you see, the thing is, every week you are not studying the Bible. What is entering into you? What is building you up? A competent church worker does the word of God before the work of God. Write it. A competent church worker, a Christian, a believer, he does the word of God before the work of God. If you do it the other way, you'll be presenting strange fires on the altar of God. You do the word of God before the work of God. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. It goes together. Doing the word of the Lord, listening to the teach, and teaching the word. You see, if you don't study the word, you can't teach the word. That is why you are not evangelizing young people. The time I was your age, I was doing broad, done broadcast. Yes. But now, most of the parents, you don't want to release your youth to be trained the hard way. And even young people here, no soul winning, no fasting for souls, nothing. It's like, I want my breakthrough. They get a breakthrough, they disappear in the church. We have to do the word. When we do the word, we can easily do the work. Do the word. You see, you have to. Let me teach you how the word of God can. I'm teaching you. Yeah. I should end there. I should give you one more. We've come to church. So, let me teach you. How do you experience the impact of the word of God on your life. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. You should be able to teach the scriptures. Young people. You should be able to teach the scriptures. Men and women. Talk to people. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your friends. It doesn't mean go and put a pulpit by the roadside. No. You don't need a pulpit to preach. In every argument, argue from the point of the word of the Lord. In every decision making, go by the word of the Lord. So the Bible says, steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How do you do this? Number one, regular Bible studies, write it down. Regular. Every day. Every day, read the Bible. Every day, study the Bible. Every day, tell somebody, every day, study the Bible. Turn to the next person, say, every day, read the Bible. Don't skip it a day. Don't. Number two, attend teaching services. I repeat it. I emphasize it. 
teaching services. Teaching services are unique. They are different from Sunday services. They are unique. It's a, in the teaching service, we take it, we, 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 we address multitudes, disciples. We make disciples in teaching service. On Sunday, it's evangelistic. It's more motivational. It's more prophetic because we have to get you to a point and prophetically bless you into the week. So it can, it normally is difficult. I do systematic, but teaching service allows, there's no pressure. Because when you are going for a teaching service, the pastor knows that you are coming to be instructed. So the teaching or whatever is going to said is structured in a way to go step by step. If you go to school and you go for mass class or mass lessons, the mass teacher knows that you have come to know mass. You have come to study mass, yes or no? So there is a systematic, on teaching services, we take our time to teach the word. If you want to grow in the word and understand God better, you have to take teaching services serious. A lot of us don't come for teaching services. If you have to grow in the word, you have to take teaching service serious. Number three, practicing what you hear and what you do. That's the last one. Practicing what you hear and what you do. In practicing, you will not get it perfect on the first attempt or the second, sometimes the third, sometimes the tenth. But keep practicing until it is perfected. Have you seen a child trying to walk before? Oh, yeah. It's not nice. Sometimes when your child is walking, you would think that he will never walk normal. Some of them can be walking like this. It can take like two weeks they are walking like this. And you are wondering whether they will ever walk like this. But give them some time. They will walk like that. Practice the word. You may not get it, but keep, tra- keep trusting God. Keep practicing it. So three things to do. Let me say it again. Regular Bible studies, attending teaching services, and practice the word of God and what you are taught. What you are taught. Make yourself teachable. Make yourself be open-minded for truth and be open-minded for new light. Allow yourself to be taught. And when you are taught, practice it. Tell somebody when you are taught, practice it. Oh, hit the person. Say, when you are taught, practice it. Hallelujah. Close your eyes and pray for one minute. That, Lord, help me to grow in relationship with the world and in relationship with the word. Pray. Father, we thank you that we will grow in relationship with our world. We will warm ourselves into the heart of this community. We will be a blessing, we will be a reflective of your image in this community. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed with all thanksgiving. Amen and amen. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. 
We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.